Hi everyone, it's Cree Mitchell. I know it's been a while. I've been dealing with things and I know you guys have too, but it's time to get back on focus. And one of the things I wanted to deal with was is something that going back a couple of years when I started my podcast was Christianity and pro-choice. And in the past month, uh, the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade, and there've been a lot of conversations about it. There've been cheering, there've been applause, there've been picketing, there's been protesting, and the conversation came around to me, my thoughts again, and they haven't changed. For myself, I am pro-life. I believe in life from the womb to the tomb. That's my stance on being pro-life. I'm for it from the womb to the tomb in my life and in my dealings and what I do. I do not have the power nor the right, I feel, to legislate what you do or what another individual does as far as abortion. I support an individual's right to choose whether to have their child raise it, give it up for adoption, or uh, whether to abort. That's a choice that each individual has to make. I don't have the right to choose for anyone but myself. Um, I am a Christian. I know my ideas don't fit the norm, but I've never fit the norm on anything. So, and I don't believe that's the way God created us all to be in the one like cattle going in a certain direction when it comes to certain things, because my stance is to try to do it the way Jesus would have done. Um, and there were instances where Jesus gave his opinion but they had the right to choose. He didn't force them to do anything. When the rich young ruler came to Jesus and asked what he needed to do to be saved, he told him, you know, the commandments of thy neighbor, treat people right. And the man said, I've done all this for my youth. Up, What is it that I lack that I can't enter the kingdom? And he said, go and sell what you have and give to the poor. And the man was very wealthy, so the scripture says that he went away sorrowful. And what I take from this is the fact that Jesus just didn't mean sell everything that you got right now and just be destitute and do a vow of poverty. But he wanted the man to do a life of giving, helping others, because that was the one hang up the man had. And so many times we as Christians, and if you're a non-Christian, I'm so pleased that you're listening because I'm not here to bash anybody, but I'm talking from the standpoint of the people that I deal with a lot. A lot of times we as Christians try to force our ideas and beliefs on others. I have relatives who are atheists and agnostic. I have friends who are Buddhist and I have friends who are Hindu. I have friends who are Catholic. I grew up with them. I've got friends who... My parents, my father was Methodist, my mother was Baptist in Church of God in Christ or Pentecost. That's what her parents were. So 
My dad's parents were African Methodists. I'm black and Christian Methodist. And so my mother was under the, the mindset, even though she was raised in a Christian home, she didn't become a, a Christian until after I did, but she went to church. She sang in the choir. She did what she was taught to do because that's what she knew. And she will tell you, I didn't get saved until years late, become a Christian really until years later. She went through the motion and she was a good person. There are a lot of good people out there, a lot, who don't believe the same thing. And I always have the mindset because I was raised to go to a lot of places. I've attended your Catholic mass as a child. My best friend was Catholic. We went to the Methodist churches because that's what my father wanted. Even though he didn't go to church, we had to be the first eight years of my life. We were in a Methodist church, African Methodist. And, but we attended the Baptist churches. We attended the Pentecostal churches because my mother was on the mindset if she kept us in church, we would learn good values and it would keep us out of trouble. Now, what she didn't realize, there were also some things going on in church that could get you in just as much trouble as not going. And we uh, discovered that later, but God's mercy and grace was on us. And there were good people who didn't believe, but we're good people, you know. And I've gotten into conversations with people before, not too long ago, Cousin called me and said, hey, you know, you know, person's a good person. Uh, you know, they died. They didn't go to church. What happens to them? I said, that's a conversation that they have with God. That's not a conversation we have. God's mercy and grace is extended. And the word of God lets us know that he will judge our lives. Our lives will be judged. Even as Christians, the good and the bad that we do will be judged. So just because we're Christian, that doesn't absolve us from a whole lot of stuff. We can't just say, well, I'm a Christian, so I can do anything. No, 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 no. We still need to love people. We still need to be kind to people. And even the ones who don't believe, especially the ones that don't believe the way we do, we are compelled by God to love them. We don't have time to condemn because the Bible says all have sinned and come short from the glory of God. We've all sinned. So I don't have a right to condemn you. My right is to love you. The Bible says we're to owe no man anything but love. That's the only thing that we owe each other is love. So I don't have to agree with what you do. But we can agree to disagree and go on our way. But I still have to love you and I got to treat you right. And I don't like the climate that I see among the church. And even getting into the political arena where we're wanting to condemn and smash or whatever. The overturning of Roe v. Wade does one thing. Well, it does a lot of things, but to the church, it does one thing. It puts us on notice. And, uh, when it happened, I sat and then I went on social media on my personal page and I made a statement and some people agreed with it. Some people didn't, but it's kind of the way I felt because we're always 
complaining about Roe v. Wade and innocent babies. But my question is, what are we doing to help these young ladies? If you're not helping with housing, help them get an education and help them make some sound decisions. Then overturning a Roe v. Wade does nothing. It doesn't because we haven't helped these young ladies. We now have been put on notice that we have to step up and do. I was not for the overturning of it. And I know if you're a Christian, you're probably mad at me, but you can get mad. I was not for the overturning of it. Not because I don't want to help. My mother and I have spent our lifetime and my sisters helping. I don't have children. I was raising other people's children. I'm not angry about it. I believe that that was a good choice for me. And I've stepped in when others have become pregnant and have been a sounding board and something they could lean on. Didn't have much at the time a lot of times. I babysat, I bought clothes, I paid for kids to have activities, I bought food, I've shipped food out to them. I've gone online and ordered stuff from Walmart and sent it. Now I'm bragging on myself, but that's what we're supposed to do. So if you're okay with Roe v. Wade being overturned, then you put on your big girl panties and big boy panties and you step up and you be the light. You be what Jesus told us to do. Because we just can't have them born and leave them, leave them in the ground, throw them on the ground. We can't do that. I've seen instances in hospitals where children have been badly beaten and abused by parents and mom's boyfriends because mom had to work and left them with the boyfriend and they were abused. We have got to be that anchor they need. We've got to be that light that Jesus told us to. Or overturning Roe v. Wade means nothing. Because when I was little, I remember individuals who were fixers, as they called it. And I'm putting it in quotes. There were ladies who performed abortions. They were midwives, but they were fixers. And one lady in particular lived out in the country, and she plastered those fetuses in her walls. And when they tore the house down after she died, they found them. Another one I'll never forget. Her and her sister were midwives along with my dad's mother. And my dad's mother didn't like the one sister because she was a fixer where my grandmother wasn't. And the wealthy women would come to town and they would get a hold of uh, this lady. I don't want to call her name. And she would help them get rid of children. There was a lot of scar tissue, a lot of damage. And people say, well, that's what they get. Well, the Bible says again, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So if you think that's what they deserve, get ready. Because whatever sin you committed, you're going to get what you deserve. And don't try to use the blood of Jesus as an excuse. Because what you wish on others comes back to you. So... And that, that scripture, Romans 3 and 23, for all of sin and fallen short of the glory of God. We do. The blood of Jesus covers us, but we screwed up just like everybody else. And there have been a lot of Christians who say they're anti for anti-abortion. They're anti-abortionists. They're not for abortions. Who have paid for their children and their mistresses and whoever else. 
to get an abortion. I know one pastor has preached the sermon every year for years. What if Mary had an abortion and paid for several abortions for his daughter? And that came out. So I'm telling you, we cannot throw a rock at somebody else's house and live in a glass house ourselves. We got to clean up ourselves. That's the big thing that we have to do. We have to make sure that we have our business straight. First Peter 4 and 17 says, uh, for the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. If it begins first with us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? So we have to judge our own house because I'm telling you, judgment's coming. I hear Christians saying, oh, judgment's coming, the world being judged. No, the house of God is being judged because there's so much mess in the church and in the house, it's ridiculous. And we have to clean up our own mess before we try to deal with the world. We're not the savior of the world. That's Jesus's. Let's clean up our own mess and be the light he said for us to be. And if we can't, then the world is going to come up with their own solution. And don't get mad at them when they do. We're trying to make people live a life that we're not even living. Let's start with self first. And do if I sound angry, I am angry. Because so many times Christians sit on their behinds and do nothing but lip service. And we don't get out there in the trenches and do it. You can't go fishing and catch fish without coming back smelling like them. So that's what I want the Christians to do. We were called to be fishers of men. You got to get out there in the trenches and come back smelling like them. Be a light. And you can't make people live what you don't live. And you know you don't live it because you, you don't believe what you say. If you believe what you say, then you'd be living it. You'd be out there doing it. Be out there trying to feed the hungry and help them. Do what you can. Be a light. Be a focus for young ladies. Try to be a difference. But we're not. We're so busy trying to keep up with the world when it comes to money and all this other stuff. Big fancy cars, houses, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. God wants us to be blessed. But we're blessed to be a blessing. We're not blessed to hoard it up. <laughs> this is Cree Mitchell saying, I love you and I encourage you. Write me, hook me up. Hook up with me on Cree Mitchell 7, that's C-R-E-M-I-T-T, I'm sorry, C-R-E-M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L-7 at gmail.com. I'm sorry, I got interrupted, but again, we have got to, as Christians, become the light. Um, we have to be what we say we are. We have to. We're so busy condemning the world. The world is being what it is, the world. What are we being? The problem is we're not being the light. We're not being who we need to be. We are not. And if you disagree with me, you've got a right to disagree. But to those of you that know the truth, whatever it is that you believe, be that light, be that focus. Be the good in the earth. If we continue to be the good, this world will change. It will become better. It won't be focused on foolishness. And it doesn't matter what a bunch of old men in long black coats think should be done. We'll make the difference. We will. We've got to be the change we're looking for. And if we don't, then no need us even saying we're Christian or anything else. 
because we're just alive. And it's time for us to be more than that. It's time for us to be true, truly who we are. And it means we're going to have to go out on some limbs. We're going to have to make ourselves vulnerable. We're going to have to try to be a difference. We're going to have to put our money where it'll work. We're going to have to educate ourselves and others. It's not enough just to preach it. It's not enough to set up there and hoard up your food to eat it and get that, have a heart attack and die. No, let's start giving out. I think our health will improve if we walk, if we start walking more in the word, walking more in love, being more. I don't have time to condemn the world and you don't have time to condemn the world. We're supposed to be a light and shine in season and in out. That's what we need to do. And like I've just previously said, I love you and I'm praying for you. Be encouraged. It's the fight's not over. And to those of you who are upset with the overturning of Roe versus Wade, hang in there, girls and guys. Things are going to work out. Things are going to be better. I promise. We just got to work together. Because I do, I do, I support your right to choose. Again, this is Cree Mitchell, and I wish you well. I pray you the very best, and may God bless you. I'm praying that God give you strength in whatever it is that you're going through. I pray in Jesus' name that your spirit, soul, mind, will, emotion, and physical body be blessed. And if you're listening and you're contemplating, making some decisions, you found yourself in a circumstance that is beyond your control, I'm praying that the wisdom of God will come to you, show you what you need to do. And if you've gone down this road and you've had an abortion and you're dealing with guilt because people are beating you over the head, I don't condemn you. Jesus doesn't condemn you. He loves you. Turn to him. He will give you the grace and strength to make it through this. And be a light for others. I support you in whatever it is that you decide to do going forward. But when all looks dark, look up. Because the light and grace of God is there. And if you don't believe in God, let me put it to you this way. That the universe loves you. God is the universe. And the universe has your back. Just look up and ask it to come in. It will. May God bless you. May he keep you. I pray his peace surround you. To our friends in Ukraine, we're praying for you. Praying for a miracle. In Jesus' name. Be blessed.